Hello, and welcome to A Simple Podcast. My name is Anthony. I have a love for music and marketing, and all I'm trying to do is bridge those two things together and talk to some really cool people in music. In this episode, we talked to Bailey from Half Heart Media, a full-time graphic designer who has worked with artists such as Weezer, Mayday Parade, Panic at the Disco, Sum 41, A Great Big World, Fall Out Boy, and a whole lot of other artists that you probably have heard of before. You can even find some of Bailey's work at your local Hot Topics, so if you're interested, go ahead and visit halfheartmedia.com and see for yourself. I just wanted to give a quick thank you to everyone who has listened to the podcast, and for those of you who have not listened to it before, welcome. I encourage you to listen to the previous episodes, but other than that, welcome to the fifth episode. This is actually the first one that I've ever recorded. I actually recorded this at work during my lunchtime, so you might hear sirens in the background just because I live in a town called Modesto in California. But yeah, in this episode, we talk about versatility in the design world, why communication is important, not just in business and the creative world, but just as a whole, communication is important. You could literally apply that principle to anything in life and what it's like being a full-time designer. But before we begin, i like to give a quick shout out to Feature FM, which is the sponsor of this episode. Feature FM is a advanced music marketing platform, which is actually trusted by over 60,000 labels and artists across the board. It helps you increase revenue in digital music services and maximize your audience engagement. If you sign up today with our affiliate link, you do get a free $10 credit worth 500 sponsored song plays to your specific target audience. To get started, go ahead and visit feature.fm simple. And with that being said, let's begin. But yeah, I mean, you being a graphic designer and all, I, I'm sure you've seen it to where um, bands say like, oh, we need a logo and then they want to pay like 20 bucks for it or something. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, like, not in a not in a while as much. I think that's also just because, like, like anybody that follows my work, like, obviously, there are designers that are working with, like, a lot, like, bigger artists than I am. But I think, like, to some degree, um, like, for anyone that, like, follows, like, my work, like, the more that I work with, like, bigger bands, like, for lack of a better way of putting it, people I think have less of a sense that they can hit me up and be like, Hey, can you do this for free? Which I think is cool. I definitely had that a lot more when I was like first starting out. Yeah. I mean, I feel that especially when you're just starting out, you know, trying to build up a portfolio. But I mean, like that, that's crazy that you reached the point to where you're at now, you know, and it, it's phenomenal. Like I've seen your stuff in like hot topic, which is crazy. Yeah, definitely. That's like all. That's like one of the wildest things to me. It's just like going into a store and being like, "Oh, hey, here's that thing. I designed that thing. That's fucking ridiculous." You know, it's just like a Photoshop file that exists on my computer, but like here it is in this store. You know, right? Like it's an actual product that people would purchase and wear. You know? Yeah, I find that especially bizarre. Well, yeah. I mean that that's crazy. Um, well, yeah, thank you for, for joining me on this call, Bailey. Um, if, if I were to ask you, you know, like who, who is Bailey and what is half heart media? Like, how would you respond to that? Like, what would be the best way to like describe it when someone says like, Hey, I need a merch design or I need a logo design. 
like why you you know what what kind of sets you apart from the other designers out there because i mean you know it's just like being a producer everyone and their mom is a producer and everyone and their mom is a graphic designer nowadays you know yeah for sure um i think a lot of it is just about the preference that you have style wise like i've been like you know i did the whole everyday series that i still uh you know contribute to occasionally i think that really helped me develop like my own kind of style where like people will see that that work that i put out and then they'll hit me up and be like hey like we saw this thing that you did we want something that's really similar to that so i mean like i try to kind of create like my own style um which i think has helped a lot like i definitely like doing that whole series is one of the better decisions that i have made for my career um i don't know another thing that i think is really important like kind of unrelated to style but just in terms of like being a good person to work with and like why i think you know hopefully people have a good time working with me is that like i think that a lot of like like a mistake that a lot of designers make especially like people that are like you know wanting to become full-time designers but are kind of just not quite there uh it's just being really really on top of communication you know like i'll see posts sometimes where like like i think you were aware of it like that guy that scott coming guy where like he would like get hired to do stuff for bands and then just like totally bail out and like take people's money and just like i think it, like it's one thing like you know i have times where like stuff will happen to me in my life where i need to email my clients and be like hey i'm super sorry like I had to deal with some personal stuff and I'll get you, you know, this work that I'm doing for you, you know, a couple of days late or whatever. Right. But I think it's really important always to like let your client know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, communication is key with pretty much anything. I mean, you could kind of go real deep with it, like just outside of music and business, but like just with life and relationships and just being a good person, you know? And yeah, totally. I mean, I, I saw that post and if anyone ends up listening to this or it just gets trashed or this is just us catching up. But for those who don't know who Scott Cumming is, um, he's some designer that came out of the uh, Chango forum, uh, the Chango Studios Facebook group. Yeah, that, that dude used to post there kind of like all the time like was like you know like when i first started designing there were like a few people where i was like oh this guy's work is really cool like and i like didn't have really any sort of sense of style or anything like that at the time i like i really like that dude's work it was just funny to like look back now and be like oh like i'm you know where i am um he did a lot of like vector work right like it looked very vectory I, I don't know i'm not a designer so i can't really he just has his his like a very specific like illustrative style I, I i don't know how to describe it really but yeah i don't know it's just like and it bums me out to see people too where i think they're doing like really interesting and cool work but then like i mean you know maybe he's got something going on in his life where he like that made him have to you know bail on everybody not that i think it's super justified regardless but like yeah, I mean, there's real, there's no real justification for doing something like that. I mean, like, like you said, you've gone through some stuff. That I've gone through some stuff that got in the way of my endeavors and my projects. But what I grasped or, or learned from that and my mistake was just not being 
transparent and open and honest with not just myself, but the people that I was working with, you know, and the saying goes, honesty is the best policy. And just making sure that everyone is in the same page and that everyone is aware of what's going on. And I, I think I saw a post from a different designer the other day as well saying like, hey, um, if you say that your turnaround time is like two weeks or something and something comes up, like just shoot them a message. Don't just leave them in the dark, you know? I don't know. I mean, it's like, I just think about it in the context of like how would I want to be like treated if I was like, you know, working with somebody and like, you know, I've hired people to do, you know, things creatively for me besides graphic design, you know, like music videos and lyric videos and stuff like that. And it's just like, I, I just want to know. It's like, I feel like everybody just kind of wants to know what's going on. You know, we're like, if you hired some dude to like make a music video or something for you and you just haven't like, you know, or an album cover or whatever, and you just haven't heard shit from him in like weeks, you're going to be like, what the fuck's up with that? You know, if I'm waiting on something and the person messaged me, messages me and it's just like, Hey, sorry, I've got some stuff going on. I will get this to you as soon as I can. I'm like, cool. Like that, like then, you, then at least, you know, you know, and I think that's like such an important part of it. I mean, at the end of the day, sometimes that's all it takes, you know, just knowing what the hell's going on. But I mean, have you ever dealt with that? You know, like you, you mentioned you've gone through some stuff to where um, you might have to be late on a project. Like, did you ever have a difficult client when it came to that? Or were they kind of understanding, you know, how, how did that, what was that like? Like, has anyone been super mad at you? Were they understanding? I've never really had anyone be like, fuck your personal problems. Like there's a few people that I, I guess not, not that I work with so much anymore but that I have worked with in the past where like they would just hit me up and be like, Hey, are you available? Like we need this like tomorrow. And like, I would just be like, yeah, I don't know about that. And like, they would just get super like annoyed that I wasn't available to do something like really immediately. And like that, sucks and like a lot of that a lot of the time i don't work with those people anymore there's people who like i don't know I, like i feel like there's some people that have a sense of like i'm spending this money and therefore that like entitles me to like act the way that i want to act and like demand the things that i like i feel like i should be you know getting yeah the uh demanding client like they get like some people they get super demanding and and defensive even when you call them out on it you know it's like it's not your fault as a designer that they, as the client, you know, waited until the very last minute to get a shirt designed or a logo done, you know, and I've seen it time after time with younger bands. It's like, oh, okay, we're going to put out a record. We're going to put out a single. Oh shit. Like we need an album art or single art, or we need a shirt design. And then they end up just rushing their product and, and scrambling to get everything together. It kind of varies. Like my experience of like how clients are has changed so much. Like as my like work progresses, like I've gotten really good at kind of like being able to tell if a client is going to be like too much of a pain for it to be worth it. Like the more that I like progress and the more work that I do, like, I don't know if that sounds like, shitty or anything like obviously like i'm not like you know it's like if somebody emails me and it's like hey i want to hire you and it's like 
work that I can handle, I'm not going to be like, you know, no, I won't work with you. But like, sometimes you can tell from the email. <laughs> like sometimes I'll get emails where I can just tell that like, like rather than having to be like, I'm not going to work with you. Like, I just know that it like won't work out. So like, I, I just don't invest as much like time into it. If that makes sense. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. Because I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're a full time designer, right? You're able to pick and choose who you work with. Like, you don't have to work with the band that sent a shitty email, or you don't have to go and find clients. You know, they kind of come to you, which some would argue that it's a luxury to be able to pick and choose, or you're not really like the the way I like to call it, thirsting for clients, you know? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like sometimes, like th- th- this time of the year, I'm kind of like, like, I definitely have times where I like, like I'm not always burdened with so much work that I can like, like that I'm turning down projects left and right, like at all. Um, you know, like I'm probably, I've got like three or four projects that I'm working on right now. Um, and that's it. Like I don't have a ton. But, um, I don't, like I, I just, I get enough work in general that like, like there's some people that I've worked with like in the past where like it just didn't go well, like whether like, you know, the communication just wasn't the best or I didn't feel like they were really respecting my time or whatever, where like, you know, if, if they contact me, like obviously I won't give you, you know, anybody's name specifically because I don't want somebody coming after me on the internet. But, um, there's definitely people where like if they email, like there's this, one guy who like I did some work for his band like a couple years ago. Um, and like, he just like micromanaged me like insanely heavily the whole way, um, through the project. And like, by the end, like the artwork that we ended up with was like fine, but it had like no creativity at all. It was basically just like the guy's idea. And it was really simple. And like, he's hit me up a couple times this year to be like, Hey, do you like, do you think you could do this? And like, you know, like, like, quoting him higher than i would not because like i'm trying to like dissuade him but just like like if i know something is going to like be more of an effort like we had to go through so many rounds of revisions like so i'm gonna charge him more or just like he asked me for some illustration project where like maybe if it was somebody else i might have tried it even though it's like illustration isn't my specialty but for him it's just easier to like somebody like that it's just easier to be like hey let me refer to you or let me refer to you refer you to somebody who does that style more easily because maybe they wouldn't have a problem yeah which that's never a bad thing and again at the level that you're at you know whether you're turning down work or referring someone else that that's that's cool of you to do that you know um but you mentioned that illustrations aren't your specialty um you're more in the realm of of photo manipulation and, and photorealistic album artwork and merch designs correct yeah um yeah i mean i just never really learned how to draw and like have not gotten to a point uh where i felt like i actually needed to be good at that to do my job Mm. um i mean a lot of what i do is merch design and like so like so like i mean if i could do it that would be cool but like i very rarely run into a situation where like I have to work on some merch designs for an artist and I go like, man, I would be able to do this so much easier if only I could illustrate, you know, especially because like there's such a, like a wide world of uh, like, you know, vector resources and stuff out there as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen that a lot with um, up and coming designers to where they use a lot of those um, resources, you know, like vectors or, or stock images out there. 
and I'm no designer by by any means at all, but I mean from from the perspective of not knowing anything about it and and even other people might think too like, oh, you need to learn how to draw to design a, a t-shirt, you know, or oh, all I have to do is just cut and paste a bunch of different stock photos and here I have an album art, you know. Um, but there's a, a science behind design, right? Like there has to be some creative process and don't even get me started about the licensing part about stock images. But I mean, it's not just that simple, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's funny because like people will be like, how did you come up with like the concept for this album cover or whatever? And like, honestly, like a ton of the time, it's really just that like I was going through some like, you know, sort of like images and resources. And I was like, that's cool. I'm going to save that. And then I like keep going and like find another image where I'm like, Oh, I think I can like that, like that'll interact with this image and like in a really interesting way. And then they just kind of end up evolving from that point. So like, it's kind of rare that like I go into something being like, I know like exactly what I want to make. Um, as far as the licensing stuff, that's definitely like something I've had to figure out. Um, there's like a lot of really good resources that you can use without having to spend a bunch of money. Like I don't really like, unless like really the only instances in which I, I would go to a website like Shutterstock and like buy some stock is if like I'm working on like a client project and they're like, we need like, you know, they want like a central figure. That's like a boy of a certain age with a certain hair color where it's like, like maybe I could find that without paying for it, but it would just be like so much of, of a pain. Like, then I'll go on Shutterstock and it's pretty easy to type in, like, you know, teenage boy brown hair or whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. Because, I mean, even for, for my personal work, like, whenever I use a free resource, um, they're not that specific in terms of when you're searching for stuff. Um, like you said, if you're looking for a specific age or a specific pose and things like that, like, it's really hard to find a free stock image that hits all of those points just because it's so limited when you're trying to search for something. But when you use like a premium one, like Shutterstock, um, for example, I, I do um, advertising for like a college. If they want in an image of, you know, a female aged 19 to 25 and whatever, like in a specific pose with a specific gown color, like, it's very difficult to find that with the free resources, but with the paid one, you know, literally in five seconds, I could find exactly what it is that I'm searching for. But yeah, I mean, try to aim for the free ones while you can, but as irritating as it is, sometimes you do have to pull the trigger and get a paid stock image, you know? Um, I mean, it's super popular, but do you use Unsplash at all? Yeah, I, I've used that one. I, I do a lot of um, I do a lot of social media management for different businesses, and whenever I need to create an ad, um, I do use those to look stuff up. Or I think I've used like Pixabay or whatever it's called. Honestly, it's funny because like I use like uh, like honestly, I use Unsplash for like. Like, at least for my everyday is probably about, like, 80% of the source images for, like, all of those are from Unsplash. I mean, just because, like, I'm making those, you know, for personal purposes. And, like, there's just so much stuff there that I think, like, like 
less so lately, but like for a while you would see like, you know, the same like images come up and be used by like every, you know, designer like that was in like Chango and Chango was like, you know, a thing. And there were like people posting in there all the time. Oh, there's just so much, there's so much stuff there. And like, especially if you search by different keywords, like sometimes I'll just search like unsplashed by like really super random words just to see like what cool stuff comes out, you know, just search like experimental or like, you know, a cult or fucking, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like the, the more broad the word is or just random, you know, as, as opposed to being very specific as you put like snake 99% of the time, probably someone has already used that if it's like the first result, but if it's something as broad, like you said, like cult, or experimental or even like i've typed it in before for like background images like abstract like that's super broad and you get a bunch of cool stuff most of the time yeah definitely it's really cool how much there is to be made out of uh something like unsplash like i think it's a really valuable source for creatives in general yeah i mean it's a pretty cool tool for sure and kind of talking about the the Chango days and like how a lot of the stock images that people were using were were very very similar. Um, something else kind of came to my mind, like in in terms of trends, you know, um, what kind of trends are out there in the design world now? Because I mean, if we think back, like two thousand eight, two thousand ten, um, that whole scene kid phase, you know, with like the really bright colored band merch with just weird looking animals and, and Vikings and narwhals or God knows what else was on those shirts. But I, I remember I had a, you know, a, a Devil Wears Prada shirt with just some like monster on it. And I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. That, that like, like 2008 Hot Topic. Yeah, that, that was my jam. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of strange. Um, that like something I don't know, I mean I don't does like it's been kind of a while since I've designed for like that many bands like that are like kind of in the metalcore scene. Like the whole streetwear thing has definitely been like a really big trend in the last few years. Floral was like really big kind of coming out of like the generic like scene designs phase. Oh right, like like roses and, and floral print and all that other shit. So much stuff like that. Like when I was doing stuff for like a lot like birds and bands like that. Like all the kind of Sacramento scene floorcore bands, and as we're starting out, like a lot of the first like bigger artists that I worked for with those bands, and like floor was huge back then. Now it's it's interesting because like I do merch projects for like all kinds of artists now, since I'm working with like some just different merch companies and stuff. That it's harder to be like there's a specific trend. I definitely see streetwear a lot, like with you know with heavy bands, but also with like hip hop artists like cleaner streetwear where it'll just be like, you know, some random word printed super big and like Helvetica on the back and then just like a tiny little embroidered logo on the front, you know, like it's kind of like anti-design design in a way where like it's, it's really rare lately that I get to work that I get asked to work on anything where they're like, we want like really big complex graphics, you know, like graphic tees are not such a huge thing anymore, except for like, it's a thing with like vintage artists. Like I'll get like asked to do stuff for like festivals where they'll be like, we want like vintage rock type stuff. And that's all just like really big, you know, colorful graphics, like in the same way that like 
you know, if you imagine like Rolling Stones merch or like Journey merch from like the seventies, where it's just like super colorful and chrome and or like Toto, that kind of stuff. That's definitely like a cool trend that I think is coming back. Yeah, I mean, I could totally understand the the streetwear thing and like heavy music kind of. And I mean, the first band that kind of took that on like full force or I mean, I don't want to say that it was the first, but at least to my knowledge, you know, um, Silent Planet was was kind of the the one that really put that in motion. Like those guys, I mean, they it it looked almost like a, a clothing brand the first time that I was ever exposed to their merch designs, you know, which that that is what streetwear is. Yeah, Garrett like jokes about that on Twitter all the time. Like, it just like the whole Silent Planet as a clothing brand has like become like a meme kind of in and of itself. But yeah, I, I love Silent Planet's merch. They definitely like. I think they're really responsible for like the style of streetwear that's really big with like a lot of like kind of heavier bands now. Like, I definitely think you're right that they kind of started that to some degree. Yeah, I mean, I I think a, a lot of bands follow suit right after they kind of saw the the success the silent planet had with the whole streetwear thing and, and very simplistic designs that it was a lot of you know typography and and just like you know at the time it was it was really cool seeing a band like them um do something different you know now when i see streetwear ish merch it, it's kind of irritating because it's just a bunch of carbon copies of what they see to be successful from silent planet you know but i mean like even beyond heavy music like even in the hip-hop scene i'm I'm not super invest in invested in that or edm but hell if i didn't know any better if you were to put like a silent planet shirt next to and some random hip-hop artist that does streetwear-esque merch designs and a popular streetwear brand you know like put all three of those side by side by side you would not be able to tell who's a band and who's a clothing brand, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not really sure where the, the streetwear thing came from initially. Another thing I wanted to say in general is just that like lately, I feel like there has been a little bit less of like bands all trying to adhere to a specific trend, which I think is really cool. I mean, I see that like not that many people are trying to copy a specific trend. I mean, other than the the streetwear thing. Even even with that, I think like like streetwear is broader than it was a few years ago. You know, we're just doing weirder shit. Like designers are just weirder, and I think that's dope. Yeah, I mean, designers are definitely doing some some wild stuff now. But I mean. It was even different. I mean, I think a little bit when when people were doing like the the Japanese style stuff on their merch designs. I see some bands still do that now, but that was interesting. Um, yeah, for sure, that was definitely a thing. Especially, I think within like the metalcore scenes, like in a way that it was not like like I don't see that as much like as far as like hip hop streetwear goes. Yeah, I mean like. 2016 or, or 2015 2016 when i was still in like a metalcore band like the whole japanese thing was was kind of taken off because of palisades or palisades i don't even know how to say them but um i blamed them because whenever i would approach a uh merch designer it'd be like hey like 
give me a cool shirt and just throw like Japanese lettering on the right sleeve or some shit, you know? Um, and it's crazy because like when, when we got our shirts printed, um, it was like along the bottom, like where, you know, like around your stomach, like with the Japanese lettering. And then um, the next day, like I'd go into like H&M or something and I see like a long sleeve crew neck with Japanese lettering across both sleeves and it's just like a rectangle on the front. Like I feel that Japanese thing was was at its peak around that time, like even outside of music, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I'm kind of glad to see it. Like, I mean, I do, I put that on, you know, every day that I've done and stuff, but like, I'm kind of glad to see it, see the death of that being like so intensely overused. So everywhere now, when I see it, I'm like, this is cool. I dig this, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I, I see it here and there too. Um, actually I think today or, or yesterday, um, I, I actually saw it on a single cover art. I, I don't remember what band it was, but it was like a, astronaut or something and had like japanese lettering on it oh yeah that makes sense yeah and um i mean like the the other thing i wanted to get your take on too like most people understand the importance of of creating a brand around your your project and and how design is important but to get to that point it's very rare for a band or, or an artist to develop a brand around their music and for you as a designer, if someone were to come to you and say, hey, like I, I need a logo or I need a merch design or an album art, a, a piece of album art design, like what is that creative process like? Like how do you develop a brand out of an artist? Like even in, in my experience, when I reach out to a designer, I'm like, hey, I, I want a design, but I don't really have any like concepts or, or ideas of what exactly I want. Like how does one find their brand, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I think like for me, for me, luckily I don't have to do that much of like doing people's branding for them. Like for like you asked um, specifically, like if a band comes to me and it's like, Hey, we want like some merch designs, but like we don't know what we want, like how I would handle that. Um, that I think is, it's cool because I think it's pretty easy to find out from people what they like, even if they don't have like a specific concept. So like, like usually if like a band messages me and it's like, Hey, we need some merch designs. Like, we don't know what we want. I'll be like, okay, well here you look at my website and like, send me some of the designs from here that you think are cool. And then, you know, usually from that, I can get like a pretty good idea of, like aesthetically what appeals to them so then i can be like hey what about something like this and then they'll be like oh yeah cool like we couldn't have put that into words but like you're right that does make sense that seems like the good thing for us you know i mean i can see that like based on your previous work you could kind of gauge what exactly it is that they're looking for you know but i mean on the other hand have you ever ran into where like they send you a couple of like reference merch designs or, or whatever design they're trying to get and then it's like, oh, no, like after you do the design, it's like, oh, that's not what we were looking for. You know, like, have have you ever ran into that to where they're unhappy or they're like, hey, this doesn't really feel the vibe of our music. And it, is that a thing, you know, because I, I feel kind of indifferent towards that, you know, like how merch designs fit the vibe of like a song or a sound or something. What just the idea of like the vibe of merch designs fitting the vibe of music 
Yeah, like, um, I've, I've never really understood that. I definitely think it's a thing. Um, it's, it's kind of nebulous, like, I think. Like, the, the degree to which it exists, like, to me, is just that, like, I think you have to consider, like, like, certain qualities of, like, music when you're trying to figure out, like, what, how to, like, visually represent it. Like, if you imagine music on a spectrum from, like, really, like, peaceful and like ambient to like really in your face loud and aggressive you know or like you know on the one hand like one end you have like you know bonnie bear or something like that and then the other end you have like you know gray haven or like every time i die like a band like that like you don't want to like create something that's like super in your face and like attention grabbing where it's like look at this design like this is really like grungy and punk rock and like loud for like like so i guess what i'm trying to say is you don't want to create something that's visually like really loud if the music like isn't like isn't that way and then at the same time you wouldn't like want to take a band like every time i die and give them a merch design that's just like really like nice and calm looking you know like you wouldn't want just like a peaceful like minimal like little floral design for every time i die and like you know maybe there's situations in which like like I'm trying to think, I can't really think of a good example, but I feel like I've seen stuff where like some super heavy metal band will like put out a t-shirt that's got like some cartoon like rainbows on it or something. And like people are like, aha, that's funny. Cause it's not what you would expect from that band. And then they buy it. Um, it has to do, I think with like how loud and like, you know, chaotic the music feels like versus how soft, like, I just feel like visually you can kind of mirror that, you know? Less, less so with merch, but, like, more for, like, album artwork and stuff. Like, if somebody sends me some music, like, that's all, like, you know, pretty ambient and minor and melancholy, like, that evokes, like, certain, you know, kinds of imagery in my head. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it, it, it'd be expected from, like, album artwork, you know, but, but what I would always struggle with, with finding, like, shirt designs for my different bands was, like, I would just say, like, hey, this is my band, like, can you design something cool, you know? Or like, hey, like, here's my music. Can you, like, design a shirt that kind of speaks to this vibe or, like, feeling, you know? Like, it, it, it just didn't really... So, like, when you when you said that to... Like, did you just, like, say that to people and then not really... Just, just not have good results from it? Or... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't get much good results. But at, at the end of the day, I think I was at fault for it. Because I just didn't have that many options. And, I mean, we we've all done it to where we cheap out you know like on a on a merch design to like save a couple bucks here and there it was just some guy off of chango it's like hey yeah like 50 bucks for a merch design cool but it's like now you have options it's a little bit more affordable now and and there's more people out there that are better qualified to get to the end product that you're looking for you know it just takes more time you just got to search more, you know, which I think that ties back into finding the the right designer for your project or whatever genre it is that you play in. You know, I I feel like that's very, very important when it comes to um, building or or creating your brand and, and just having your album artwork and your merch design and just having everything be cohesive. And I mean, it's tough um, having everything be consistent. And as a designer, you would always want to be versatile so that you're not limiting yourself on work, which is something that 
I admire about your work, I mean, like, it varies, like, not, not that it varies in quality, but I mean, like, it, it varies in terms of, like, stylistic approach. Like, it's crazy seeing different designers that are, are, like, really good at, you know, the death metal tree branch logo type style art, but then they're still telling people to hit them up for, you know, if you're, like, a progressive rock band or something and you need something super, like, mysterious, but... Now you got this guy over here with like the the tree branch death metal stuff trying to get you to go with him. You know, how how good will that turn out? Because that's not their specialty. Yeah, I mean, I think a ton of it is also like, you know, there's like designers I know where like they're really good at like, like there's this one guy, no, I won't say his name, but he's like really, really super good at like doing kind of like metal style, like landscape illustrations and like kind of sci-fi stuff. Like his work is really really good like i could never like do that kind of work like anywhere close to that standard but um like i wouldn't go hire that guy to be like interpret my music and give me it like merch that matches the vibe of this because like he's really good at that one thing that's his thing so like sometimes there are designers where they have a thing that's like you know their thing like one of the things i try to pride myself on which i think is especially important for merch designers versus like people that do more primarily album artwork is being able to be really versatile stylistically. Like that's really important. Like, especially in like trying to like be an asset to like merch companies, you know, I don't want people to be able to email me and be like, Hey, we need designs for, you know, Metallica or also be able to email me and be like, Hey, we need designs for fairly Egyptian, you know, like no matter how good they are at like the, you know, as you put it, the like the, metal tree branch unreadable death metal logos like they're probably not going to be that good at creating like something for like a really like ambient electronic artist you know right and like i think obviously like everybody specializes like like i get hit up by like electronic artists a lot like a lot of the work that i do um like as far as album artwork is for electronic artists and i think a lot of that is just because of um kind of the style of the everydays that I put out, you know? Gotcha. I, I could see that. Like your, your everydays do definitely have like a, what, what's the word? Like cyberpunk future esque type of vibe, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, I specialize in that probably more than in, with some other things, but, um, yeah, overall I feel like I am pretty versatile. Uh, I just try to be. Yeah. Which I mean, if, we're talking how versatile you are. I, I can vouch for you on that one. But yeah, I mean, as far as like finding the the right designer for a project, like what advice would you give to an up and coming artist or like, let's say that I was an indie rock band and I was looking for a merch design. Like, are there any resources out there or, or best practices that you would recommend in terms of finding the right artist for me? Um, does it work if I you know, look up the designer for my favorite bands? Like, how, how how does that fit into, how does that come into play nowadays? I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's weird because, like, I, like, you know, obviously, being a designer, I know more designers than most people. So I'm like, oh, well, I would just, you know, I would know who to hire depending on what style I was looking for. But I think there's a lot of online uh, groups that you can go to where, like, like obviously, everybody who's a designer uh, especially like that's freelancing is, is super eager 
to um, get their work out there. So if you post, like, I think it's it's just about trying to find some somewhere where like those designers exist, and then you know just posting something like, "Hey, I'm looking for a designer," and you can, you know, you'll get a lot of submissions through that. As far as like you said something about trying to uh, like hire the person that designed like a, you know a similar band to your band's merch. Like that right. can't be effective, but I think like rather than trying to like be like, oh, this band has this merch, so we should have this merch too. Like hire a you know like maybe like find a band whose merch you really like, and then try to find the designer who did that rather than just you know blindly going and going with like, oh well, Neck Deep. Like if you're a pop punk band, Neck Deep's merch looks like this, so we have to hire whoever designed Neck Deep's merch. Like if you don't feel like that represents you, don't just do it because you feel like you should be presenting the same image as neck deep, you know, because then you're just not going to get anywhere in terms of trying to be an individual artist. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it's like, you're, you're trying to sound like that band and now you're trying to get the same merch as them, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just, it seems like a weird place to come at being an artist. from. you know, like I'm, I've been trying to figure out how to brand Hi Mom for, like, our next release cycle for, like, ages, and, like, I still have no fucking idea, you know? Last thing we did, the whole, like, balloon confetti, like, pastel aesthetic thing, Um, but that's not... It doesn't represent, like, the new sound that you guys are going for? Yeah, I mean, the whole record now is darker, for sure. Um, Like, the songs that we're making are a little bit louder and a little bit heavier. I mean, you know, it still sounds like Hi Mom, but... Um, I also feel like that aesthetic has kind of been played out at this point. Like, I feel like when we did that, I didn't feel like it was super everywhere. And then I saw a ton of bands like after that go and like do the whole, you know, pastel pop punk thing. It's neck deep, right? That, that did that recently. Like they have like the pink balloon pastel type stuff. Like it was a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, like locally at that time not a lot of bands are were doing that at that time and even like regional bands weren't but now i mean the pastel thing is is big like a lot of bands are using that color they're using like the the balloons and shit and and confetti i mean bands still do the that now i mean what did when did you guys release your record like 2017 right that the album actually didn't come out until january of this year but yeah we put out like the video the the video like for leave the light on and like all of our promo photos that were like that style that was all in like kind of mid 2017 gotcha okay well i i got a hold of it i mean in 2017 so i thought um it came out that year yeah i mean the record was recorded in 2016 so the aesthetic (laughs) the aesthetic of it um has existed for you know a while yeah, I mean, 2017 has, has been a minute. I mean, it, it's crazy how time flies. But, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to take up much more of your time. I, I really appreciate you uh, speaking with me, Bailey. Like I said, um, this may or may not be released. Like, it might be trashed. It could just be us catching up, you know. But, I mean, for the sake of argument, if someone does listen to this or if it does get released, I mean, is there anything you like to tell them? Like, you know, like, hey, hire you for, for merch designs or or just any, like, final thoughts to kind of wrap this whole thing up? Um, not anything specifically as far as working with me. Uh, like, if anybody in a band ends up listening to this, 
I promise not to, you know, try to, or I promise to try to not frustrate you too much. You know, I try to f- provide a relatively communicative and bullshit free experience. I'm not going to say that I have, you know, better work than every other designer that you can hire because I don't, but you know, my work is reasonably priced for the quality that it is. And I just, you know, I try to not be the worst to work with. I think that's really important. All right. Um, with that being said, thank you so much, Bailey. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk soon. And if I have anyone that messages me or, or posts on Chango, like, is that annoying, by the way, like that I tag you on and every time someone asks for a merch design? <laughs> I always love it when people tag me and stuff. Helps me, helps me, uh, you know, eat. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, thank you again. And uh, we'll talk soon. Have a great day. Okay. Yeah, you too. Bye. Hey, you made it to the end. If you have any specific questions about marketing your music, feel free to visit our website at oddlysimple.xyz and see you next time.